you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Wednesday Best Bets episode. Every day here, we break down the best bets, give you some picks, as well as we break down the process of how those picks get made. We show you what happens under the hood of determining the handicap. Join me tonight, Jay Money, fresh off a flight. You can find him on Twitter, at JMoneyIsMoney, and the Action Network app. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I wish it was a flight. I just drove 12 hours, man. But um, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Drove the whole way. We're trying to... Damn. There's a snowstorm yeah. in Denver, too. So glad you made it in safe, man. Also joining us, Sean Little, not driving through a snowstorm for 12 and a half hours. You can find him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Sean Little of MSG Networks. Sean, how you doing? I'm great, Matt. You know, Jay, happy you're back in the fold. Let's get to it. All right. Let's not waste any more time. We'll go around the table. We'll give our best bets, and then we'll do the cap. Jay, what's your best bet for Wednesday? Uh, there's a lot that I could choose from, but I'm going to go with the, uh, with the Cavaliers here, plus the six and a half. I know that it's an ugly play, but uh, those are my favorite. All right, Sean, what's your best bet for Wednesday? Yeah, Cavs, Grizzlies at the Grindhouse. I'm going under 222 and a half at FanDuel minus 110. Ooh, two picks on the game. I'm on this game for NBA bet stream, so we'll talk a little bit about that game more in detail. I have a lot on that on Green Dot Daily as well uh, in the Action Network app. I've got uh, three... Three plays for you on the Wednesday slate. Like the under 241 and a half in Thunder Pacers. Real quickly, I just want to note that the extremely low, extremely terrible number that I got on the Nuggets Blazers game at 233 and a half should have cashed had it not been for garbage time scoring from the Blazers uh, bench unit. So that was pretty frustrating. I did bet that again at 238 and a half. Hopefully you guys got a better number because all those other numbers cashed. So hopefully you got those off of the Tuesday show. My other pick for Wednesday, Dallas minus three and a half versus the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to go ahead and lay the points with Dallas there. We'll get into why. And I'm taking the Los Angeles Lakers plus four and on the money line versus the Kings. No beam lighting to be found on Wednesday. We'll get to those games in a little bit. <laughs> but let's start with a phenomenal game. I'm extremely excited to break this one down on NBA Best Stream. have bets on this game. 
Excited to hear y'all's cap on it, too, as the Cleveland Cavaliers do take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies open at six. This already has moved to six and a half in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies. Jay, you're going to back the Cavs here. I know you've been high on them all year. Why do you like them in this spot? Yeah, and the Cavs usually cash when I come on the show and talk about them as well. Mm -hmm. um, this is one that you wait. I wait till the last minute. Wait till Mitchell probably gets ruled all the way out. Might uh, Wouldn't be surprised if to get a seven, seven and a half here. And I like it even more here. This is something I'm focusing in on, starting to focus a lot more in teams playing their last game before a road trip, right? This uh, The Grizzlies, they've won 10 straight games. They've had a little homestand here, but um, like they, like I say, they head out on the road for five straight games on the West Coast, playing all Western Conference teams as well. This is an Eastern Conference team. This team, this game, in theory, doesn't matter as much. Now, we know the Grizzlies ball out at the house, I believe, 19 and three straight up at the house this is where they ball out and it's hard to bet against them but if there's one team that matches up really well versus the grizzlies it's this cleveland cavaliers team even without donovan mitchell uh still like the fact they got guys like rookie rubio back off the bench so they have a guard coming in there i definitely believe garland can whether can uh, handle the load in this one and most importantly you have jared allen down low where the grizzlies like to get their uh, points at in the paint and you have mobley and uh, allen that can kind of uh they can match up really well with guys like stephen adams down there so it's an ugly play no one will like like it but that means i like it even more give me the cabs here i'm pretty sure i'll get seven with this one all right so my power rating makes this 5.3 okay and mitchell's worth two and a half honestly probably to the spread with how he's played this season so that gets us the seven and a half um i'm not going to bet memphis because i have enough respect for the Cavs. i love the size matchup here jared allen and evan mobley versus adams uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. This is three serious defensive player of the year candidates in Mobley, Allen, and Jaron Jackson. We've got a feature coming out on video later this week on Jaron Jackson's DPOY case. If you haven't bet Jaron Jackson for DPOY, get on it. It's basically a bet against injury. Um, Memphis, I think the problem here is without Donovan, there's they're more likely to want to move the ball to create offense, and that means turnovers are probably going to tick up, and the Grizzlies make their living at the grindhouse on running you out in transition. Their half-court offense struggles. It's mediocre. It's bad. It's 20th in the league. That's why I'm always got them underrated in the market versus, and honestly, just my numbers are too low on them. Like I have to manually push them up because of how bad their half-court offense is because they run so much, it overcompensates relative to what my, my model projects. So I'm worried about them running the running the ball here a lot, getting downhill versus the Cavs, and that gets away from what the Cavs do well on the defensive end, but Cleveland, man, that's that team is just tough as hell. They're very well coached. Like that Pelicans game, even without Zion and BI, that was a game that a lot of teams lose. They're down double digits and they just kept plugging away, plugging away. Found, and they have a lot of answers. Garland can get hot. They can hit threes with all the shooters that they have. Rubio's now bringing them a different energy off the bench, especially with Kevin Love. That combo is going to be dynamite again. And they've got the two bigs down low. They have a lot of ways to win this game. I just can't get to the spot where I could get past Memphis's home court advantage. They've been so lights out at the grindhouse. I like the pick. If I was going to bet that, like, I want to bet Cavs. If Mitchell gets ruled in, I'm in. I'm a, I'm in on the Cavs. Without Mitchell, I got to stay away. I will say this. If you're right and this number pops up to seven and a half, my, I, might, I might get Cavs then. If it goes higher, I'll definitely have Cavs. But at the current number six and a half that we're talking about tonight, I can't get there. Uh, Sean, so you like in this game you're on the under in this one why do you like the under in this one yeah really quick before i jump in it's always interesting that you know so mitchell didn't practice we record this tuesday night he didn't practice today it's very likely he's not going to play wednesday but you do always see a tick when it finally comes 
across the ticker that it's official, right? So sometimes you try to say, hey, I the that that Mitchell not being in the lineup is already built into the number, but it seems like as soon as it's made official, official, it always ticks up. So I, I'm I'm this is a really interesting game. I'm really excited to watch, just like you said, Matt. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through a couple things and and agree with a lot of the things you guys just said. We know how nasty Memphis has been on offense when uh since JJJ has come back. And I agree with you, Matt. Put as much money as you can on Jaron Jackson for DPOY, and you just have to fade an injury. Just put up as much as you want, as much as you can stomach, and worry about JJJ not getting injured. I think that's coming in. Mm-hmm. He's on. He's he's about to. He's on pace to average three plus blocks, one plus steal. First time since Marcus Camby in 07-08. So I mean, he has absolutely been lights out. And we know overall, Cleveland has been hanging their hat on the defensive end. Mobley, Allen down low where Memphis likes to get busy as Jay alluded to with John Morant getting to the getting to the rack but let's focus on the Cavs here I just flat out think they're going to have trouble breaking 105 points 100 103 104 105 points versus the Grizz Donovan Mitchell being out of the lineup is icing on the cake um we know how efficient on offense the Cavs are but they still don't score any points because they're last in pace in the NBA they're averaging only 111 and a half points per game that's 26th and they're overall two and three straight up without Donovan Mitchell. In two of those road games, they scored 112 versus the Pistons and then 108 versus the Nuggets. Cavs are going to lean on Darius Garland like we were just talking about. He actually is averaging 26 points per game with Mitchell out. But I was digging into that, and I wanted to see how the Grizzlies played against PGs. They give up the third fewest points to point guards at 21.4 points per game. And funny enough, the Cavs are number two, so they can potentially slow up John as well because like we just said, he wants to get to the paint. He would. He tries to get to the basket every time he catches the ball. So that's where the that that's a big strength for Cleveland. I really like the matchup overall, as Jay said too. This is just a really good matchup. I think it's going to be a tough, hard game. That's going to be the points are going to be hard to come by. Both uh and hey and another thing, Matt. I I was I I read your article. I was going through that half court stuff. Memphis is brutal in the half court. They just try to run run you out of the gym with with, with how slow the Cavs are going to want to play it on offense. I think this is just a really low scoring game. Both teams rebound well. And it also helps that Memphis is the worst free throw shooting team in the NBA. So I see this being like a 113-104 type game. I will say this as well. Karis LeVert is averaging 19 points per game with Donovan Mitchell doesn't play. Take a look at that number when it comes out. I haven't seen the prop sheet yet for the game, but keep an eye on that. I like under 222 and a half in Cleveland, Memphis, in the groundhouse. So let me ask you, if the main cap on this is Memphis's elite half-court defense, and they are number yeah. one, I kind of I kind of like the Cavs team total under. So, like, look at the Suns game, right? And, like, the Cavs are much better than the zombie-ass Suns team that had they, they played on Monday, right? Like, they actually have NBA players that can score. And, like, they have really good ones, because Garland's an all-star, et cetera. But, like, that game is a good example of this. 106-136. Like my concern here is if you think Memphis gets stops, you have to think that Memphis runs. And if Memphis runs, they score easier than they do in the half court. And that number goes up. Like this is the problem I think with Memphis totals. Um, But I got one for you here in the 18. If you think Memphis wins the game, just wins, not, not covers, just wins the game. If you think Memphis wins the opponent team total under, is 13 and five at the grindhouse. So 
I kind of think the cap here might be the if if Mitchell's out because this will go up like I don't know point like maybe two maybe more. I'm not going to project the totals market since I got a number at 233 yesterday and woke up to a 238. I'm not going to do it. But like the number <laughs> will go up if Mitchell's in, which gives you an even better number to come back against and gives you a little bit more more room to come out on the under. But I worry that you're going to take the total under here. And then Memphis is going to win this. Like there is a range of possibilities where Memphis wins this game. You know, yeah, 125, 101. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I see that being a possibility, I guess. But this is not a team in the Cleveland Cavaliers that gets run out of the gym like that. They're going to try to slow the game up down a ton. Yeah. And but if Memphis, if they, yeah, if they get out and people are turning the ball over against them, I don't care who they're playing. They're going to get up and down and run, and they're going to they're going to win win a lot of games by double digits, right? Yeah. Uh, Cleveland is just like we said, well coached team that is going to compete. I just don't see that that being the case here. And I don't want to guess that, hey, and we just heard Jay, like well, there, there's an absolute possibility this could be a really, really close game where Cleveland could get a W outright. So I don't want to guess on who slows it up and on which side. I just think it's going to be a grind-out game but just because of the matchup, the situation. That's why I'm taking the full game under instead of just picking a side on the cap yeah, on the team that. total under. Whenever yeah, I got and and and, and, and just really quick, Matt, that the the number so say it does go to seven, uh, Donovan gets ruled out and goes seven seven and a half. That team total is going to be tough. It's going to be like one hundred six. True. So that that's a little too tight for my liking. So I would just lean I lean the full game under two twenty two and a half. And we'll see where it goes come morning, but I like it at two twenty two and a half. Jay. Is there a number that if this if they if Donovan pops up tomorrow is out they update him at the eleven o'clock report as out? Is there a number you don't want this at, or are you like I don't care? Give me Cavs at any number. I'll be honest, I don't really care what the spread is. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Cavs win this game. This is one where the Grizzlies probably see Mitchell's out, probably a little exhale probably start looking ahead to their five-game road trip in the Western Conference, which if they go 4-0, that's huge for them, right? But um, the last thing I'll say about this one, they gave up 65 points in the first half to the Suns team that doesn't have a point guard. So um, I, I worry. I know they clamped down in the second half of that one, but you can't be giving up 65 to that, to that version of the Suns. So I know they ended up with 106, but um, I don't know. I, I like the Cavs here. All right, we'll go on to mine. Uh, I'm still figuring this one out. I'll have my bets on NBA best stream, and they'll be in the app tomorrow. I will have bets on this game. Uh, I'm just gonna have to be in. I'm gonna be in the lab all night trying to figure out where I want to be on this one. Since 2019-20, so since the 2019-20 season, so basically since Dallas got really good, uh, they are four and two straight up, three and three against the spread versus the Hawks and Trey Young, who obviously the Hawks traded Luka Doncic. Uh, to acquire at in Dallas where this game is being played. The Mavs are three and O straight up and two and one against the spread. Uh, this is right in line with where the number has been. It's minus 2.7 on average. This is a point higher at minus three and a half. I will go ahead and take Mavericks minus three and a half here for a number of reasons. Dallas shows up for big games versus opponents they care about on national TV. This is not a team that gets up for the Wizards on a Tuesday on League Pass. This is a team that gets up when they face <laughs> big opponents in key spots. Luka cares about this game. Like, flat out, Luka cares about this game. The Mavs are good in games that they get up for. 
they need to stop that and just actually give like a baseline effort every game and stop fucking around every night. But until they do, I will like them in these types of spots. Uh, my number makes the seven because my numbers love Dallas. My numbers love Dallas and thinks that Atlanta is going to, eh. Um, the other thing that I think is really key here, two key injury things. Uh, Tim McMahon first reported DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith likely to make his return on Wednesday versus the Hawks. Mm -hmm. Adrian Wojnarowski followed up and with an even more important update, and that's Josh Green. Josh Green is not a player that is going to move the spread. That is not a player that is going to impact the line. This number was not going to be lower without Josh Green. Josh Green is exceptionally important to the Dallas Mavericks. Their on-off splits are wide, and including Luka. Luka's on-offs go from pretty good to dynamite when Josh Green plays. Athletic, he's hitting threes this year. He's playing lights out. Getting him back and Dorian Finney-Smith, this helps a lot because one of their key problems is without their key defenders, that means that there's more leverage being put on Christian Wood as a defensive center. And guess what? That's a really fucking bad idea whenever you have to have Christian Wood in a leverage situation. So we've got a better wing defense that can get back to how they want to play, which is pushing everything to the perimeter. We've got Josh Green making athletic plays. We've got Christian Wood playing dynamite next to Luka in a game that they care about under four, which I talked about in our trends piece this week, the fours that could begin to be a little bit of a key number with how teams foul, et cetera. Uh, I will absolutely go ahead and lay the three and a half here with the Dallas Mavericks. Jay, you got any thoughts on this? I couldn't talk you off. I lean the Mavs here as well. They're off basically two scheduled losses versus the Blazers. Um, and now I had the Blazers in both of those games. So uh, I think I feel, fully believe that the Mavs knew they were going to lose both of those games. Now you got to come home and get uh, get back to the win streak. I know it's not the best spots coming off of a five-game road trip. But like I say, with the way that they ended the last two games um, and rested Luka as well, you got the Hawks here that could possibly be coming off a letdown game. Huge game that was versus the Heat. Almost pissed it away. I was on the Hawks, man, so I know. But um, they almost kind of ran out of gas to know him. This is a, a fourth game in six nights as well for the Hawks. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. And the Hawks don't play a ton of defense as well, especially on the road. And I believe what, eighth straight game in a new arena as well. I could only look towards the Mavs here, Matt, and I might ride with you. You're dead on, Matt, on when they want to show up and play. Oh, people are going to be watching. Oh, this is a guy that was they, they thought was on my level and, were, and, and, and swapped for. Yeah, let's go ahead and show up at the crib and play big-time basketball that everyone can see. Oh, and I'm trying to win MVP? Yeah, I'm going to go mm -hmm. ahead and, and, and try to put up big numbers. Also, this the, the stuff coming through the cracks uh, out of Atlanta with the tray and taking a private flight after the playoffs is over, stuff like that when it starts to leak is always a little eye-opening to me. There's no reason for that to come out a year later when we know we know Trey's, um, I guess, relationship with – with Nate, it's a, it, that that type of stuff makes me a little uneasy in this spot. I like the Mavs, and like like Jay said, I might rock with you as well. You can play it either way. I can make the case either way here. Um, I like the spot for the Mavs more than I like the the spot for the Hawks, but I can make the case either way, which is either look, all this stuff keeps coming about out about the Hawks, like it's all messy, it's all front office drama and stuff with Trey and all this type of stuff, and that's bad. Or I can go the other way and go like. The Hawks are coming off of one of their biggest wins of the season versus the Heat on MLK Day. That was a huge win for them to get a win versus the, the division leader, a team that just beat them up in the playoffs last year. So this is now a, a travel letdown spot. Letdown. I can make the case either way on it. Um, I'll make this one quick. Thunder, Indiana. The fuck is this number 240 plus? What? What? An Oklahoma City <laughs> game has a total. I looked it up. No Oklahoma City Thunder game has a total of 240 plus this season. This is going to be the first one. Like, 
without Tyrese Halliburton, by the way, the under in Tyrese Halliburton games and games without Tyrese have gone, that's gone under in, in this limited sample that we have without him because he's awesome offensively. Uh, OKC's defense is actually the strength of that team. Their weakness is the offense. They don't have any shooters. They have no shooters. Uh, Indiana's defense is terrible. True. But guess what? They got Miles Turner back, who, by the way, is a really good defensive player. Indiana surprisingly good on defense. This The pace I get here. I, I get that you can make the argument that this is a pace game because I made the argument that Denver Portland was going to be an under based off of the pace in that game. And, and I luckily got home on the alternate number 238 and a half that I, I bet later in the day. Um, when we look at kind of offensive pace uh, length here, Indiana's third fastest and OKC is fourth fastest. So I get it up and down. I just don't think they have the efficiency. I think these two defenses are good. Like the model for both teams this season is play extremely fast play pretty good, but not elite efficiency on either end. That's basically what they've been. So I can't get to a number anywhere close to 241 and a half. Um, I, I think it should be above 230, but 241 and a half is way too much. I'll take the under on that. Sean, you got anything to push back on me on that? On that? Yeah, this, is, this is respect for TJ McConnell. That's all. Oh, you there you respect, go. You got to respect TJ running the show out there. Boy's efficient, man. That's it. <laughs> He's awesome. He's so defense, awesome in that dude. game. He's so good. I want to take the Pacers. I'll yeah. be honest, man. I want to take Pacers plus the four. I don't like the Thunder land points. I know they're playing yeah. a lot better. I know that they've covered uh, six out of the last – they're six and zero straight uh, against the spread last six, and they covered seven of the last eight. But I still – I don't want them land points, and they're coming home off a little road trip where they played really well, um, and coming off a huge game versus the Nets as well. I could really see a letdown here from the Thunder here. I could only look towards Pacers plus the four, and I agree with your under as well, man. Uh, Thunder five and four straight up five and four ATS is a home favorite this season. So good at 56%, but it hasn't happened enough for us to really get a sense for who they are. And I think probably some of those are versus the Spurs. Yep. Spurs in that situation. And the Mavericks without Luca is one of those games, I think as well. Uh, final game. I, I, I I'm betting the Lakers a lot more than I'm comfortable with lately. That Rockets game the other night, I had them minus five and a half. And thank you, Jesus, Alperen Shangun missed those free throws, and then they fouled. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stephen Silas, for, for, for fouling down five. That was amazing. Um, the Kings are better. I'm not debating the Kings are better. The Kings, you know, they're in Sacramento, which is close enough to the Bay. I don't think this is necessarily a nightlife spot. Number says this should be closer. Basically, my numbers have been showing the Kings have been sliding, and that makes a lot of sense. Like, their defense isn't good, and that's okay. The Kings can still be, like, a pretty good team, and not be necessarily like awesome dynamite world beaters. That's that's totally okay. I just the Lakers have been good at home this season. It's a third and four spot, which I don't love. I'm probably only gonna play a half unit on this, but I want to go ahead and include it for discussion's sake. I just can't get to a number where the set where the Kings should be favored uh by four here. And that may sound surprising given you look at the records, but under the hood, the numbers aren't quite as good. LeBron obviously is gunning. LeBron needs to start. So LeBron needs to keep the pedal down. And the reason is if he keeps the pedal down, he gets to decide when he breaks the record. So if he puts up another 30, 35 point, he can start resting games and line it up to whether he wants to win it, break it at home, or if he wants to break it at MSG, which is where I think he's going to want to break it at. So I think LeBron's got motivation here. LeBron plays great every single night, but I actually feel better about this, this Lakers team specifically if they're able to get scoring efforts from LeBron, because I worry about their offense. I actually kind of like this, this matchup as well. The Lakers are big. They got Thomas Bryant. They got Wendy Gabriel who's playing really well, Like they've got size. 
Kings are a little, little, little small inside. So this gives a, a little bit of a benefit. Probably going to be a lot of points scored here. Lakers defense has been terrible lately. Kings defense is not good. Uh, but I will go ahead and risk it. I, I think I'm going to play the Kings for a half unit on the spread or the Lakers on the, for a half unit on the spread. And they'll probably put a quarter unit on the money line as well. Am I crazy, Jay? Um, no, I don't think you're crazy. I don't like that it's a revenge spot. I saw some that Huerta was reading about how the Kings, about how the whole thing with the Kings and the Lakers uh, back in the day, the early 2000s, whatever, where they where they fixed it for the Lakers. And they lost the most previous game. It was like a controversial uh, call at the end of the game. So that's the only thing that scares me. But you're right. We know that Sabonis is not really focusing on playing defense right now. He has the injured hand. So it's all offense right now with the Kings. They had to go to some other bigs to try to get some defense because you're not getting out of Sabonis. I could only look up and over the total in this one. Five straight overs for the Kings. We know the Lakers, would they love running and gunning. I'm a little worried about how they look versus the, uh, the Rockets in that one, but I see points, points, points in this one, man. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, it's tough. I do see points like like you guys do as well. I, the LeBron thing is really interesting because it's it almost seems like he is toying on a night-to-night basis. He's just like, all right, I got to score 30. I got to try to keep pace with this Kareem thing. Okay, I'll go out and do it. I'll take the night off and and then I'll come back and play the next night. And it's just a really interesting situation with the Kareem element because I really do think he is in a rush to get that out of the way and tucked away and then continue to see what he's going to do for the rest of the season because as soon as it looks like the Lakers are going to be packed up, you can guarantee you LeBron James is going to pack it up as well. They're hanging in, man. I, they're they're they're, scra- they're They're hanging in, which in the Western Conference is all you really get to do right now. Uh, in order to stay in that a couple other things I want to mention the Charlotte Hornets are favorites versus the Houston Rockets and I am simply offended by the notion that the Charlotte Hornets are a favorites in any situation uh, on the road like <laughs> anywhere in the National Basketball Association in Guangdong I would still be like no the Hornets should not be favored uh, in in anywhere in the world the Hornets should not be favored on the road at home I'd be okay with this versus the Rockets so I'll probably be on Rockets and hate myself um and then the other one, I will say, we don't have a line yet because this game's still going on as we're recording it. Uh, I'll be on Jazz no matter what the number is. Uh, there's no way six that Kawhi and a half. six and a half. There's no way Kawhi and PG play in this game. There's no no chance. And the Jazz are not great as home favorites, but the Clippers are really really awful if they don't have either star right now. They just don't have the offense to carry them. So I'll be on Jazz in what I think is a game the Clippers will just simply give them tomorrow, as the Jazz seem to be looking to stabilize. So two more spots for me for the slate. Let's go wrap it up for your Wednesday best bets. Hope you guys have yourselves a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow with another best bets episode. Make sure to check out the NBA bet stream. You can find it on league pass. Just go to the Cavs Grizzlies game. Check out stream options and you can find the NBA bet stream. I'll be on there with Jonathan Von Tobel from VSN. Uh, so much cool stuff to check out on the action network app. Best way for you to track your picks. You can catch these guys picks in there as well. Have yourselves a great Wednesday. We'll see you guys again next time. Till then let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.